Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's Sunday, December 7th. It's our December 2008 edition of the Worldwide Open Reading. Happy to have you with, with us. It's, uh, my name is Rick Lupert. I'm the, uh, I don't really know what I am, but I did something about creating the Poetry Superhighway, and that's who I am. I'm a guy who uh, takes poetry and shares it with you. So there you go. I invite you now to call in and share your poetry with everyone. The number is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. We've had people calling in from all over the world uh, during our shows over the last year or so. Why not add yourself into the mix? We'd love to hear your poetry. It's just like an in-person open reading, except uh, it doesn't smell as bad. Got a couple of, uh, got a few callers already waiting to uh, call in, and we'll get to you guys in just one second. I want to make a couple of announcements. I just, I just re-released a book called "I Am My Own Orange County." This is a collection of poetry that I originally put out in 1997. It's my second book, and my first real, oh, I don't know, collection of stuff that didn't have a particular theme or that I, I didn't write all in a city over over four days. It's uh, Mostly humorous, observational kind of stuff, um, kind of some Richard Brodigan-esque, uh, surreal kinds of uh, word formations and things like that in there, and uh, and it's fun, and it, it hasn't been available in about 10 years, and I'm very excited that it's, it's finally out again, and uh, not only is it the entire original text of the book, but there is a selection of bonus material which is, oh, about 20, 25 poems or so from the era of this original book that uh, I used to read a lot at readings that uh, people would laugh at and find entertaining. Maybe they were just laughing at me. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, either way, they're in the book. They, they weren't previously in print or, or anywhere else, along with a whole new introduction, uh, which I call a reintroduction. Isn't that clever? Uh, before the... Uh, original introduction. It's available on my website. If you uh, go to poetrysuperhighway.com, click on I Am My Own Orange County, 11th Anniversary Edition, uh, then you'll uh, be able to read a few sample poems from it and uh, click over to buy it if you're interested as well. So that's the big news on this end. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. So again, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7300. Six, two. We're going to get to our first caller, which is someone from the 614 area code. Hello. Uh, hello, Rick. This is Nicole Nicholson. Hi, Nicole. Welcome back. Hi. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I am uh, tuning in today, um, and obviously, because you're hearing me, and I have one poem to read, and Ironically enough, it's uh, the poem that was featured um, when I was Poet of the Week uh, a couple weeks back, uh, Revolutionary. Oh, great. Love that poem. All right. Well, here goes. So, you want to be a revolutionary. Then break yourself open. Break yourself open to the forces of nature to the winds of change, to fire, to arrows, to hurt. 
bust open your chest, crack open your ribcage, and spill your precious fluid onto the dirt before you. Become the source of the river. Weep your entire self onto the plains, onto the fields, beneath the burning sun, and then, and then, set yourself on fire with rage, with humiliation, with heartache, with the tears of your ancestors as lighter fluid. Emolliate yourself. Become the human torch that lights up cemeteries full of your dead, drunk from the white man's poison, spirits falling into the arms of whiskey and bourbon rivers, men and women who never came up for air. Lights up long dishonored treaties and children who have forgotten their native tongues to the point of non-existence. Lights up minds who desire to make you and your kind in painted fetishes. Lights up the descendants of stereotypes and attitudes that cause words like savages to appear in the Declaration of Independence of this nation, a nation birthed from your soil, your mother. Lights up relocation plans and trails lined with tears. Lights up reservations which have become places where your kinfolk settle into the arms of dust. And then, and then, once you have expired from the light of your torch, once you have become mere ash and can mix in well with the dust of your land and the ash and bone of your ancestors, once you have become a spent smoky stick of nothing and your grief has emptied out and your rage has made the night sky pause and look at you with tears in her eyes. And then reunite your ash with blood, with tears, with sweat. Build a wall whose strength would make Pueblos weep with envy, a wall that reaches up, touches heaven, touches the sun, a wall that your brothers and sisters can lean tired shoulders on and rest, a wall that your mother and father can see from the western sunsets, the scrubbed sands of the Sonoran Desert, a wall that will hold back any more deluges of destruction, a wall of love. And then, young man, you will be a revolutionary. Until then, you are just an angry young man, a campfire, an arrow in the ass. Until then, not a revolutionary. Thank you. Well, Nicole, you have uh, set the bar high for today's show. That was a great reading of that piece. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, really, you know, I think uh, one of the reasons I I picked it was I I just, I think I loved the last phrase of the last line, not a revolutionary, just that for some reason that really struck me the way that you you, you had that there. Um, Well done. Love the piece. It's funny when you were, the line, lighter fluid uh, made from the tears of your ancestors. That um, I'm just wondering if you can buy that uh, somewhere. I wish I could. Unfortunately, I think we each have to create our own lighter fluid. You can't set yourself on fire, but anything else but your own brand, I guess. (laughs) 
Well, I, I would uh, not recommend folks setting themselves on fire exactly, but uh, it's it's just I went off in a whole different direction with uh, oh, wondering yeah, definitely. if you could, if you could get you know uh, canisters of such lighter fluid, and you know you know how would they have uh, you know you'd have to go to the right store where they had your ancestors, you know. That's true. That's true. And with America being what it is, that'd be an awful interesting search. Certainly would. I bet the more I bet the, I bet they'd have it in Utah. Oh, probably. Um, the oh, I also thought the, the way you read it, I didn't get this when I when I saw it on the page, but uh, you paused after you said your mother, and you paused just before it too. It was almost before you went on, like it was a an old school insult of sort, like you were just saying your mother, you know. No. Uh, yeah, totally. Totally not intended that way. No, I know, but it's just a just a funny thing that I, I I tend to see things through a, a different filter. But I guess we all have our own as poets a filter of, of that, that, that that gives us our own voice. But uh, mine tends to be a little bizarre sometimes. But yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Thanks. Well, Nicole, thanks for calling back in. Um, I, I guess I should mention. Uh, uh, if anyone wants to to read the poem, they can they can uh, you know if, of course you can listen to it again in the on this broadcast, but you can click on Poets of the Week from the from or past Poets Archive from the main Poetry Superhighway page and and read that poem by Nicole. Uh, it's just a few weeks ago. And your website it's a ravenswingpoetry.com, right? Right, that's correct. Great. So people can uh, check out more from you as well. Anything else uh, going on you want to plug? Um, actually, um, I don't have any more to read. Um, I do want to quickly mention, um, uh, for folks that um, are just tuning into this broadcast, I'm actually from Columbus, Ohio. Um, our poetry scene, I would say, has been happening uh, pretty well lately. Um, right now, a couple of the groups here, Writer's Block and Writing Wrongs, they've been holding their Women of the World Poetry Slam qualifying slams. And the group that I read with Writing Wrongs is holding their Grand Slam at the end of the month. I'm in the Grand Slam. And the winner of that, whoever it may be, whichever talented woman, female poet it may be, will be going on to uh, Detroit, Michigan in March to the whole big Women of the World Slam there. And there's usually um, anywhere between 60 and 70 poets um, that, that, are, that end up there from what I understand. Wow, sounds like a great event. It certainly is. Hopefully, maybe it's me, but if it's not, may the best woman win, and um, I think it's going to be a really awesome show. Sounds like it would be. Good luck to you, um, and I hope you make it. Well, thank you. All right, that was uh, Nicole. Thanks for calling in again, and we'll talk to you again. All right, thanks. That was uh, Nicole Nicholson calling from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Not a first-time caller reading her poem, Revolutionary, from... Uh, originally, uh, recently published, I should say, as a poet, uh, one of two poets of the week, the week of November 17th or November 23rd, along with Jim D. Bobway. So, so check that out. Um, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. And we are moving along to our second caller from the 805 area code. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Rick? This is Mark Ladwig from Royal Grande, California. Hey, Mark. How goes Welcome it? Welcome back. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How are things in Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I used to live in Cambria. It was a little further north, but I got remarried, and so I'm living in Royal Grande now. So, very nice place. Where is uh, Royal Grande? 
about 12 miles south of San Luis Obispo. Okay. So, which is uh, like, um, say, an hour north of Santa Barbara. It's all on the coast. Got it. Got it. Well, you can't go wrong with a California coastal city. No, you can't go wrong with the Central Coast. Any place on the Central Coast is pretty nice. No doubt. So, um, so what do you got for us? I got a poem called Reenactments. It's a little longish, but not not too long. So. I'll try to read it fast. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote this last Sunday. I uh, had read some Borges. I uh, had reread some Borges, and I kind of got inspired, and I really didn't know what I was going to do. It's one of those poems. Uh, I don't really write poems. Uh, usually I have some kind of you know inspiration or some thought in mind. I didn't have anything really strong in mind here. I just kind of... It just kind of came to me, and the ending was as much a surprise to me as, as anything. So anyway, here goes. Reenactments. I met a friend for drinks the other day to catch up on the latest news. We talked of George and John and Paul and why our team got stupid near the end zone, but it was plain that he was searching for a segue. I asked him how was Mary, and he told me not so good and that they'd split last week. He said he thought she'd loved a dream of him that held small, small correspondence to himself when she awoke. She didn't love him anymore. The only thing that I could think to say was dreams were tricky things to set store in. He laughed and said that speaking of a dream, he'd had a strange one just last night. Mary and her friends had gathered in their spa, disguised in wig and heels, a guy he thought who wanted Mary infiltrated so that he could get a closer look at her. My friend reached for his cell and texted his wife, how great for me to see you all go nude. The laughing girls stripped off their friends' bikinis, but upon discovering a man in drag among them, turned into a pack of screaming demons, and they tore him limb from limb with tooth and nail and fought to eat his heart. Now Mary ran, my friend, in hot pursuit, for never had he loved her more than then. She prayed that God or devil rescue her, and just before he caught her trailing hand, she turned into a vine that climbed a church and terminated in a verdant noose. What can you say to friends who share such dreams? We laughed a sheepish laugh and moved along. One for the road. We promised not to let so many months slip by before we met again. When I got home, I, I told my wife, but she was not surprised. She said my wife or my friend had wed the most dissatisfied woman she had known, who had to steer the ship but couldn't pick a course and rather than give up the helm to one who could, would run it to the bottom of the sea. That night I dreamt my own strange dream. Started at a place where my friend's dream left off, a sliver moon rose from the vine and grew to full once high up in the sky. It traveled out across a darkened sea until it came to rest upon a rocky beach, and there it burst into a spray of sparks. Out of the dazzling light a woman stepped, and Mary, naked, golden, blonde, held out her slender hand for me to take. Desire and guilt whip-chained me to the spot. I prayed that something from the sea would come to save me from this sin against my friend, and just as if there were a God who answers prayers, a milk-white bull emerged from crashing waves and bellowed like the cave where wind has origin. And Mary bowed on hands and knees before the bull who mounted her, and filled her womb with battling snakes and scorpions before she turned and went back into the sea.
Rosemary swelled, contorting, screaming oaths, and birthed a baby then, half man, half bull. She took it to her breast until she cried in pain and begged me help her hide it where it never would see light again. I took her hand and led her to a cave that had a thousand twists and turns, and there we left it, lucky to get out again. Once more upon the beach, we sat and watched with mounting fear a ship with jet-black sails run with the gusting wind to shore. I woke up to a sunny clarity, as strange as dreaming darkness, for I'd learned all boundaries were but vital lies and never called my friend again. Well, Mark, it's, uh, it's practically an epic. Well done. Thank you. Hope it wasn't too long. No, not at all. Not at all. At the beginning of the show, in particular, there's a there's a lot of uh, room for, uh, for for longer pieces. I only get to, a little stressed out towards the end when uh, when uh, when people you know when when longer poems uh, you know start to be read and I've got eight seconds left. You know. Right. But, right. So that was <laughs> so that was great. So that's a new piece, you say? Yeah, I wrote that last Sunday. How much time do you spend writing? Well, um, it kind of comes and goes. You know, whenever I get the notion, I sit down and write until it's done, usually. So uh, I think I'm always tinkering or working on a piece, kind of, you know. And um, But once I get going, I kind of I kind of sit down until it's done. It's kind of a lion leap thing for me. I do it, and then, I, I, I you know, if I'm going to post them, I post them pretty quickly, and... I, you know, I rewrite. I, I tinker with it a lot, but, um, um, yeah, I guess it's like that. I'm kind of always just working on something or, 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 you know, or on the alert to work on something. Now, you say uh, when you, you might post it. What does that mean? Do you, do you have a website? Oh, I put a, you know, I post on some writing groups that I'm part of, you know, and, and, and get it hacked apart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> usually, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I have a blog. So uh, on uh, MySpace, so uh, you know, I post my I post my stuff there. This one's posted. But actually, let's see. Since I wrote this, I've written I think two others that I've posted. So I don't know. I do. I try to do. I guess I end up doing two, three poems a week. That's pretty good. You know, I, I think um, you know some people write every day. Some people write you know every week. I mean, if you can come up with three pieces that you're well, I wouldn't even say that you're happy with it. If you can come up with three pieces a week and, you, and you're still working on them and, and others come, that that's a, that's a decent output for anyone's standards, I think. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, I, I don't want to write more. I spend, I spend uh, you know, uh, my wife is uh, on her uh, laptop and she watches crocheting videos because she's quite a crocheter. And she goes on uh, uh, MySpace, or I'm sorry, YouTube, and finds a lot of crocheting videos, and so she watches those. And I'm over here, you know, tinkering around with poetry and stuff. And you know, we talk, and that's kind of that's kind of what we do. So I guess I do. I guess I do spend a lot of time on it. I'm also working on a novel, but that's kind of been shelved for a couple of weeks right now. So um, um, that's that. When I write like that, I get up every morning and I write for at least a half hour to an hour in the morning. So. Try to. That's that's great. I mean, that's I think that involves a, a certain discipline, which uh, can only benefit you as an artist, but, de- but definitely not everyone everyone has it. Or or even if it's whether it's a discipline, just trying to find the time. If you know if you're 
involved with anything else, you know. Yeah. Like having, well, I like, am. having a, like having a newborn, for example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, uh, the morning is the time for me. I get up quite early in the morning. Uh, I was ruined by the Army way back in the Vietnam days, and I have never been able to, to sleep in since. So, um, so you know, have I'm, you I'm a... a you, you Go ahead, I'm sorry. In, no, no problem. Are you were in Vietnam, you say? No, I wasn't in Vietnam, but I was in during Vietnam. Thankfully, I got sent to Greece. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't have to go, go, through, go through that. You know, uh, a guy, uh, uh, one, of, one of the guys that... Uh, was one of the janitors at the school where I teach, uh, Mark, um, also Mark. He, uh, he just passed away. He'd been in Vietnam, and, you know, boy, I, knowing Mark, wonderful guy, but, man, I'm so glad that I missed that. Man, am I glad I missed that. Wasn't, um, you know, it just... Yeah, was, I'm not sure. Was, I, you know, I, I was too young, uh, and, and somehow I, I think I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone even if I uh, wasn't, but it's, you know, it... it it seems to me that it informs, you know, one's experience uh, in in some way. I mean, some people, you know, came out of it fine, but it's still really, you know, affected, you know, how they think about things and what they write. And there's a, there's a poet um, and an actor who, is, who participates in the scene here in L.A. named Tucker Smallwood who writes a lot about his experiences there. Um, yeah. He, you know, and then there's people who just went nuts from it, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I guess what you know with with uh, age and stuff because I'm you know I'm almost 56 you know I guess what I'm what I'm you know I, I kind of you know I wanna, I've always wanted to write so I, you know you, when you're young you want to experience and everything but I guess what I'm thankful for now is that I don't have any single preponderant experience that informs everything else that I do do you know what I mean right. I have met people that have been in war and that that uh, that that's it everything is seen through the light of that experience. I I know a, a, a murderer. Okay, he got out, of course, you know, and um, uh, same thing, you know. It's it's uh, and um, I'm just I'm just I just I'm just happy. I, I've had a breadth of experiences. I've had a lot of you know. I mean, maybe more shallow than others. You know, the the two the two gentlemen I was referring to, but uh, but um, you know, my my experiences don't plague me. I'm open to a lot of different things that have happened to me, not just one thing that keeps dominating. You know. So, um, yeah, I'm happy I didn't go. I got sent to Greece. <laughs> would you uh, Would you consider murdering someone just for the experience? No, heck, no. No, as a teacher, if I haven't done it, if I haven't done it by now, I think I think I'm safe, as long as I don't get attacked, you know. But as but no, as um, no, uh, having taught now for uh, this is my 19th year teaching uh, high school. No, I haven't. I haven't even come close. So. You know, I feel pretty happy. I feel pretty happy about life. You know. Well, good. Well, Mark, uh, it was great talking with you. Thanks for calling in again. Enjoyed your piece. Thanks a lot, Rick. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for having me on, Rick. Take care. Good luck with the family. Thank you. Okay. Take care. God, God knows I need it. That was Mark Ladwig calling from Arroyo Grande, California, just a bit north of. Santa Barbara, uh, not quite halfway up the coast, uh, but uh, almost, or maybe halfway, that is not quite halfway between L.A. and San Francisco, which is, which is the yardstick by which uh, all things can be measured, I think. Um, thanks for calling in, Mark. The number for you to call in and share your poetry is area code 646-716-7362. Call in 
call in. I've got someone from the 860 area code. We'll get to you in just a second, but we've got open lines. Um, plenty, of, plenty of time left in the show. You can read anything you want. I uh, would love to hear about your poetry scene and what's going on in your, in your creative life as well. It's just a great chance to uh, connect with, um, with a worldwide poetry uh, community here on this show. Not only uh, will you be heard live now, but all the shows are uh, archived, which means that you can listen to every single show we've done in the past uh, just by going to the Blog Talk Radio page and, and clicking on the, the one that you want to hear. We've done it about a dozen of these monthly open readings. There's been a couple of uh, special shows uh, around the beginning ending of our last couple of contests where we talked to the judges of the contest and you can hear what they had to say about poetry. Um, interesting folks and, and you know, just some different perspectives on that you know, might help inform you, know, you and, and how you write in, in, in one way or the other. Um, we've had an interview or two. There's all kinds of uh, uh, stuff up there that you can listen to anytime that you want. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but you can actually, uh, if you're an iTunes user, you can subscribe to this show via, via iTunes, um, or really with any software that allows you to uh, listen to podcasts, you can, uh, you can subscribe. But if you do a search for uh, Poetry Superhighway on, in the iTunes store, you'll come up with the, uh, the podcast, and there's other, other uh, RSS feeds and things like that which you can, which you can check out. So you can always instantly have this content available to you um, in any form that you want. All that info is on the Poetry Superhighway Live page. Uh, just go to PoetrySuperhighway.com, click on PSH Live. So again, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Uh, I see Mark just posted his blog in the chat room. Uh, it's uh, myspace.com slash Mark Ladwig. That's M-A-R-C. L-A-D-E-W-I-G. So you can check out Mark there, uh, see his other writings, and uh, keep in touch with people as well. It's one thing to participate in the show, but it's really about you know, building a, a community of people who interact and, and are, as I've said, sort of informed by, by each other. That is, our artwork is informed by each other. So 646-716-7362. Um, hello, caller from the 860 area code. Hi, Rick. Uh, this is Leland Jamieson from... Uh, Hi, Leland. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, where I'm, where I'm are you calling from again? I'm calling from East, East Hampton, which is uh, southeast of Hartford, Connecticut, all the way across okay. the country. And to answer a question which seems to be of interest uh, to you, there are no poetry groups around here, unless you want to drive 30 minutes, which I don't do because at my age, my night vision isn't um, isn't um, so reassuring. So hmm. I work pretty much alone. I work with uh, uh, the local librarian to prepare a log, uh, a, a poetry blog. She does about a, a blog a day, and. Uh, so each month we have one devoted to uh, a poet, and we're talking about some new things for this uh, coming April, which is uh, Poetry Month. Anyway, I um, listening to um, Nicole and Mark, I thought I would not do something too safe, but perhaps something which would rattle some cages. Would that be all right with you? Absolutely. Um, let me introduce... Uh, I've got, I'd like to read two... Um, not long, but not short either. 
uh, if there's time, two poems from a series of uh, eight, which appear in my book, 21st Century Bread. And um, I'll introduce the idea to you by asking you, if you were an archaeologist looking for sites to dig and interesting artifacts to find, and you went to Iraq before the war, um, and you dug up a tablet that uh, belonged to uh, Sumeria way, 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 way back. Can you visualize that? Sure. Okay. Now, supposing you took your tablets, your clay tablets, which had cuneiform writing on them, took them to a translator and asked them what they said, and among other things, your translator told you that it was uh, the work of a, a mathematician or astronomer, and he used a base 60 number system. And here's this tablet that dates between four and 5,000 years ago, and it's got a base number, uh, a base 60 number uh, system as its basic mathematical construct. What would you think of that? Well, uh, the honest answer is um, uh, any talk of math kind of kind of loses my interest. So that's that's probably what I would be my initial reaction. But uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, to see something so ancient using a, you know essentially a modern you know mathematical formula, I, I suppose there's some kind of uh, interest in terms of how advanced the culture must have been. Well, Sumeria was a very advanced culture, as, as you surmise. Um, I want to say that uh, uh, Earth's uh, first encounters with UFOs were not Roswell, New Mexico in 1947 or whenever that happened, but rather much longer before that. Indeed, uh, that they were the source, UFOs coming to Earth were the source of the Sumerian culture. And I don't do this on my own head, but rather I'm working from the scholar um, uh, Zachariah Sitchin, whose work is known as the Earth Chronicles. And the first poem based on these is a meditation on his <clears throat> the situation that he develops or the new paradigm that he develops. And it's a description of um, Wall Street investor uh, experiencing a paradigm shift, okay? Just to give you some, some some introduction. The title is Dispirited Investor. What's worship? I'm long upon my knees. I offer pain in them and in my mind to God above in hopes I may appease him and despite my fear and greed unwind investments I too quickly grabbed and signed. I wonder who God is and where's above and why it's hard to feel his abstract love. Above is just out there, is space around the planet Earth with countless other spheres where doubtless other forms of life abound. The scholar Sitchin says, despite folks' jeers, that Eden's God was gods, were engineers from planet Nibiru who synthesized us from great apes and slavery devised. 
not gods, in fact, but astronauts in need. They hybridized us, mixed ape genes with theirs, made us dig gold so Nibiru could feed its people produce grown in garden squares deep underground with bright gold halide flares. I pray to Nibirubians, not gods, who stole the gold we dug, those pirate frauds. No wonder love is hard to feel for those who intervened, sped up our evolution, imposed on us their planet's fresh food throws, imprinted us with poem, I'm sorry, imprinted us with gold as the solution, snipped estrus from our gene pool's constitution, whose sibling rivals made us choose a side and war with gods and men in fratricide. What but unconscious shame at this abuse could shrink so my compassion, reprimand my heart and brain till I become obtuse in sensibility to that which planned, creator of all things, my ape-like hand, not made to dig for gold or grasp at prayer. It's made to groom and give and deal for square. Interesting. So um, the the premise here is that the missing link, uh, the mission, the missing evolutionary link, is this um, alien uh, intervention. Is is basically what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. That's the question that that just will not go away. Where's the missing link? And we right. have. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just said right. Agreeing. So, go ahead. We, my wife and I, have been thinking. She's she's trained in biology, and and uh, we've been talking about this all of our lives. And then we discovered Sitchin uh, in a book uh, written by Jim Mars, who's a Texan. Uh, it's called uh, Rule by Secrecy, and he talked a great. Hello. Yep. Go ahead. He talked. He talked at great length about. Um, the 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 efforts to which government goes to cover up things it doesn't know how to explain to its populace, um, the Roswell uh, UFO incident being one of them, and of course, um, if if people took seriously the missing link in the evolution of the human being, and took seriously what is simply history uh, in these clay tablets, we would truly have a paradigm shift on our hands. Well, I guess in the meantime, it's just uh, left to the uh, imaginations of cinema goers. Well, Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Leland, I want to get to a couple of other callers, so perhaps you can call in um, uh, next time we do a show and get to the the other phone. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Cool. Before you go, I I know uh, we we corresponded recently. I think um, you you recently added a uh, a, a website link. Uh, Why don't you tell us what your website is? Uh, the website is jamiesonspoetry.com. I'll spell that. J-A-M as in Mary, I-E-S-O-N-S-P-O-E-T-R-Y.com. And uh, there are two pages uh, that have, are of particular interest, I think, to people listening to your program. One is called You Rhyme It, 
and that's the one that we talked about in our recent email. Uh, you you updated that, and the right. other the other is the um, Anunnaki Iraq connection, uh, and and uh, the poem that I just read is uh, up on that page along with seven others. So I invite people who are interested in uh, UFOs and archaeology to take a look. Great. Well, thank you for calling in, Leland. I, I really appreciate it and uh, looking forward to hearing more of your work. Thank you, Rick, and thanks for your good, fine work. Poetry thank is you. An, poetry is an oral, oral experience in its origin, and you're doing a lot to help continue that tradition. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You too. That was uh, Leland Jameson calling from East Hampton, Connecticut. Oh, I just uh, just got got rid of him there. But um, Leland, I, I, I met, you mentioned, uh, in case you're still listening, that there are no readings or anything around uh, around East Hampton, but you're involved with a library there doing a blog. So I, I guess what I always tell people, if there's no readings in your community, why not start one? And, and if, if you did it during library hours, uh, uh, Sunday afternoon reading or something of that nature, then uh, probably the daylight uh, wouldn't wouldn't be an issue, and, and you could uh, you might start up something interesting in your community. You might have uh, poets uh, coming out of the woodwork there. Um, uh, something to think about. So, all right, uh, that was again Leland Jameson uh, calling in. So the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three. I want to mention one other thing. Um, you know, you can listen to all of our past shows in the archive, but I've uh, never kind of uh, asked for this before, but you can also rate the different shows. And one thing that helps me uh, or helps us build an audience, get more people uh, listening and more people participating, is if the show itself at Blog Talk Radio gets a little more attention. And the higher the show is rated, the more likely it, it might become one of the featured shows on on Blog Talk Radio, where they promote it on the on the front page of that day's uh, shows that are coming up, um, and uh, so uh, you know, and people who are just checking out different shows that are rated, if they see something that's rated a little higher or has a rating at all, for that matter, uh, it just it couldn't be anything but helpful. So if you if you go to Blog Talk Radio slash PSH, you can see the list of old shows there, and if you click on a show, there's a four or five star rating system and if, if you like a particular show that you that you heard why not why not give it a rating why not plus I'll give you eight dollars uh, moving right along um, our next caller is uh, from the 505 area code hello hey Rick this is Cassandra tribe calling from Albuquerque hi Cassandra how are you I'm doing okay how are you good you know it's actually funny we've been talking a lot um, I work in construction and in this area in the southwest, that means I travel a lot and my hours are crazy. And there's actually quite a few of us involved in construction who are, write poetry. And uh, our, our open mics, our poetry readings are the online ones because we can do them from the field, from our trucks, from wherever we are. I mean, it's, it's really hard in this area. But um, we really I've been telling a lot of people about Blog Talk Radio and they've actually started calling in and reading their stuff and and getting back into writing more. Um, so that's just my, my two cents on that. When, when you say online ones, do you, do you specifically mean the, the shows like this one? You're not referring to like blogs and forums and things like that? You, do you mean things where people actually get to read live on the air? Um, well, it's things where people get to read live on the air, but then there are certain, um, what are they called, Ning sites 
that tend to be really geared towards um, really vibrant co- uh, poetry communities where people are blogging, responding to blogs. They've got groups. And just, you know, more and more, like, because I, I do a lot online. As I'm finding it, I'm kind of turning other people I know in the area that don't have the schedule or where they are. Because in New Mexico, to not be in the area of something means it's like a four-hour drive away. Because <laughs> mm. everything's just, like, big. So uh, what, what, what did you call these sites? Ming sites? I... Ming sites. Like, um, there's one, there'll be, like, coatvault.ning. Dot com. It's a new type of, uh, like, they're like MySpace, but very small and very specific. I see. So they'll, they'll do a lot of very um, more specific types of poetry will be why all the people have joined that site. And that's why they're, they're a lot more active in responding to each other, I think. Got it. I had a really, M- what? It's a, can you spell Ming just so we get it exactly yeah. right? It's N as in Nancy, I as in idiot. <laughs> <laughs> N is in I couldn't think of anything. N is in Nancy again, and G is in Gomez. And I know if you just do name dot com, they'll show you all the sites that they have. But now, I've had do you, really, what? Do you know someone named Nancy who's an idiot? Is that where this is coming from? I don't, no, I don't know anyone named Nancy who's an idiot. <laughs> all right. And that's sad because you know what? I was in the army. I should know like really like official names for letters. ISIS, you know, Ice Cube. Uh, uh, um, I just couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. I was looking at my ceiling, and all I could see was idiots. <laughs> the the um, nouns included in the uh, the I section of the dictionary are robust in their presence. Yes, they seem to be robust in their presence and spending it on a beach and not inside my head today. There you go. Yes. So you got a poem for us? Yes, I do. It's a relatively short one, and it's it's new, um, and it's called Vanity. What is it that makes me desire you so much? Is it the vanity of wanting you in love with me? Is it that I see what the world sees and that you have such a hard time believing? And is it vanity that I want the world to see that you have chosen me? Is it love I want? Yes, of course. But I also want the wide eyes of your awe, the thrill of your respect. Is it vanity that I should think so highly of myself that I could even imagine you with me? That I, of all people, fantasize about getting down on one knee, that I, of all people, want to place my hand on your belly. What is it you have done to me? Stripped me of pretense and any false hope, rid me of humility and left me with nothing else but this endless and aching vanity. And that's that. Well done. I, I started to giggle when you said put your, your, your hand on my belly because uh, that always... The imagery doesn't that... work that well for a man. 
No, no, it wasn't about the imagery. Um, I just uh, um, I have a very sensitive belly. Do you? My wife tries to touch my my belly all the time, and um, it just you know it's it's like a ticklish thing, and I just I can't have it. Rick, that's like far too much information than I need. <laughs> well, save it. You may find this information useful uh, uh, in the future. Uh, okay. <laughs> You never know if, when you're on a four-hour drive from one place in New Mexico to another, that this just may come in handy. You just, you just never know. You know, in the middle of conversation, I go, "Oh, well, Rick has the same problem." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you've got suddenly a reference point, and you can, we can start yeah. a support group. Well, thank you for that. No problem, um, Cassandra. Um, any, any secrets you'd like to tell me before I let you go? Um, yes, everyone can find me at loveandwords.com, and next Thursday and Friday I'll be performing live in Chicago, and you can find out more about those dates on my website. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a hell of a drive from, uh, from Albuquerque. Oh, I splurged. I'm taking the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Don't, uh, you know, let me know if they let you drive it. Um, All right. Sandra, thanks thanks so much for calling in again, and uh, have fun in Chicago, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. This is Cassandra Tribe calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, uh, moving right along to a caller from the 561 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. It's Martin here. Hey, Martin Steele. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Doing okay, thanks. Good. Martin Steele from Delray Beach, Florida. Okay, well, I've uh, been listening to your the poetry and the comings and the eye for the idiots for Nancy. It's really very enlightening. So um, I've got a, I have something I've written which received a fair amount of success here, and uh, it's on my website, and I, I'd like to read it if that's possible. Sure, absolutely. Should I, carry, should I carry ahead now? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. The, the sub-headline is happening in a million streets. The piece is called, Hey, Give Me a Chance. I've been living here for 10 years. My lawns are manicured like a groomed new dog. My flowers bloom with smiles in the petals. I just finished painting my picket fence in a white fit for the Virgin Mary in my church. I take the children to school on time and before I lost my job, collected them safely from the sidewalk. I can't pay my mortgage fee this month. I paid for long months after months. Our mouths watered for food, and saliva stained my shirt whilst I trimmed the hedge. The hedge is doing well. All my neighbors say I'm a model for the area. I don't smile so much anymore. No one can see inside my heart. So I guess I'm safe. That is until the bank man came along and told me, Pay or you're out. He must have heard the baby crying. Must have heard my wife whimpering as she cuddled a dog. Must have heard that we have no TV, nor wireless, nor cell phone, nor phone. He must have seen my red face sweating. Must have felt the sweat in my palms. If only he had shaken my hand like a gentleman, but I guess a leper has a better chance to have that privilege. Won't you come inside and see my ceilings painted with the monies you gave me? Paint everything, you said. Value goes up. Then that easy money for the new bathrooms. We're clean, I said, and you said, go for it. We've had no electricity for months now. I promised I would pay you. We only eat half meals. Please don't send the sheriff. I don't want to be ejected. 
pulled by the ear like a naughty schoolboy in front of all my friends in the open. I'll smile. We will all smile and go in in class. We've been living here for ten years. Ten years. Hey, please give us a chance. Wow, is that a, a fictional piece or based on your own experiences? Based on what I see going on around here. Oh, so Pardon, Rick? Well, thank, yeah, well uh, so based on the, the, your observations, I guess, is what... Uh, well, it's, been, it's going on every day. The mortgages, right. foreclosures, everything's going on every day. It sure is. Um, uh, so, uh, well, great, Martin. Thanks for sharing that piece with us. Uh, well, thanks for letting me air it, uh, Rick. Uh, I'll be is there... I'll be in your neighborhood next next uh, next week next next weekend, so um, uh, I won't be on the air to you for a while. Well, uh, yeah, I mean we we only do this show once a month, but uh, um, you know we, I run a reading here in Southern California. Maybe uh, maybe on a Tuesday night you can you can stop by. Yes, I wanted to do that, but I I, I wanted a telephone number where I could contact you when I got down there, so I could make arrangements. But I, unfortunately, I haven't been haven't received that phone number. <laughs> well, um, we'll we'll work on getting that to you. Okay, thanks very much, Rick. Nice speaking to you. How's the baby? How's the baby going on, by the way? Uh, he's fine. He's uh, sleeping a good amount and making a lot of noise when he's awake. Oh goodness, keeping you awake? Um, no, he's he's sleeping a lot when he's supposed to be sleeping. But he, um, I guess, the difficult part is uh, trying to um, take care of him when he's actually awake. At the same time that I'm trying to do other things that uh, need to be done. But uh, he's he's doing real well. He's very healthy and um, getting bigger. He was 11 pounds 11 ounces on November 11th of all days, times, and weights. Um, so uh, no. No complaints in terms of his health. Yes, well, I'm pleased to hear that. You sound very relaxed. Anyway, very nice talking to you, Rick. All the best, and uh, I'll try and be in touch with you. Sounds good. That was uh, Martin Steele calling from Delray Beach, Florida, a uh, repeat caller here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, Got a couple more callers and 10 minutes left in the show. We'll try to get to both of you. Moving right now to a caller from the 760 area code. Hello. Hello. Rick, this is Brandon from Valley Center. Hey, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, I have a a Posada poem. Posada is a a Mexican Christmas, and uh, next Saturday on the uh, 13th, there's going to be a Posada event at the border. There's still a section of the border where people can talk to each other through the fence, and we've been doing some poetry readings there. And uh, so we'll be having a binational uh, posada. And uh, one of the traditional things to eat at a posada is ponche. It's a pomegranate drink. And uh, so this is, this is my pomegranate poem for ponche. It's called Sliding from Seeds. In the windbreak along the avocado grove, pomegranates brush against the coyote's fur, forgotten even by him as he trots through the bushes and puts his paws on the low limbs to reach the lobes of gold and green. The red globes, not as shiny as Christmas bulbs, the peels split in ecstasy to show hundreds of bloody teeth. Ah, how they stain the Santa Ana winds. 
don't deny the juice and leave pomegranates on branches for crows or watch the bartender pour grenadine ribbons in a tequila sunrise. Taste the juice as it slides from the fiery seed. Let your mouth gape with the bloody rain from its kiss. Nice. There's no, there's nothing. I don't know that there's any more evocative fruit than a pomegranate. Let's see here. We have Persephone. She used the pomegranate, right? Uh, uh, it's it's been around. There's uh, there uh, there's several other po- uh, poets who've used that. It does evoke something. I don't know. It it's uh, it's certainly got depth to it. You you get inside and you go past one little row of seeds and then there's another. Maybe that's why uh, poets like it. It's good for metaphors and symbols. Could be. I mean, even just visually looking at it, you know, I, I, I do graphic design and I put together a, a book that had a pomegranate on the cover and it's, it's you know, a pomegranate split open or, or a close-up in a certain way. It looks downright erotic, you know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very evocative fruit. Um, so I, how cool that uh, it's, it's, it's keyed into uh, for the posada as a traditional drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, happy holidays uh, to you, Rick, and uh, thank you very much for organizing this reading. No problem. When is this uh, event happening? It's, uh, I assume, just uh, just on the southern part of San Diego there? Or? Right. Well, what happens is people uh, from, from Mexico come over to Playas. That's, it's right there on the beach where the U.S.-Mexico border, where the fence goes into the ocean. Um, and so you can, it's very easy to walk to from the Mexico side. And then from the U.S. side, it's actually um, in what they call, I think, uh, the Tijuana Estuary Park, or sometimes called uh, Border Fields. And uh, so people, uh, you have to, uh, because it is a, a great place to hike, there's a lot of, of uh, birds there in the estuary. Um, you take a, a dirt road and uh, you uh, drive a little ways, but there's a picnic ground on top of a bluff, and uh, you can walk over to the monument. Um, and uh, people used to make that trip all the time. There's a there's a uh, you know a, a big rock sticking up. Uh, it's not a rock; it's a spire, and uh, and the fence runs right up to it. And uh, uh, it's uh, you can pass poems through. People roll up their poems and and uh, and pass them through without ever uh, running them through customs. But uh, um, but the the thing about it is, I think, is uh, is the sound of poetry, and it's it's really wonderful to to uh, to hear somebody uh, send their words through the fence, and it's uh, it's great to to say something and and uh, and get some response that way too. On the Mexican well, side, if, if poets had to uh, put their poems through customs, we would never travel. <laughs> um, is there a date that this is happening, or is there? Is there yes, it's the. Thir- I believe it's the 13th is next uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. And that's uh, and so if you went to Borderfields Park in San Ysidro, or if you went to Playas in uh, in Tijuana, and you just walked to where the the border hits the ocean, you would see a poetry reading. Wow, that's great. Um, well, Brandon, thanks for telling us uh, about that and for calling in uh, as well as for the as well as for the lovely poem. Thanks, Rick. Take Happy it easy. Sunday. You too. This is uh, Brandon Sama calling from Valley City, California. Um, how cool! Uh, uh, passing poetry uh, through uh, through the Mexican American border. 
um, next Saturday on the beach in San Diego and uh, and Mexico. Um, we're going to try to get to our last caller in the few minutes that we have. Uh, hello, caller from the 205 area code. Hello, Rick. Season's greetings from Michael in Birmingham, Alabama. Hi, Michael. Hi. Um, so, uh, how are you? I'm enjoying the holidays. I've got a couple of selectors. Do we only have time for one? Yeah, I think we're going to have, have to get to do just one right now because I've only got a couple minutes left. So uh, why don't you go right into it? Okay, I'll do one. I just want the one I'm not doing. I will try to do it next year. It's a baby's first Christmas. I wanted to read it today in honor of uh, your new uh, child. But uh, also, I don't know if it, I haven't. I don't know if anyone's mentioned. You know, uh, John Lennon's death date will be mm. uh, a dream wreath for John Lennon. A dream wreath for John Lennon. A global wreath, like a pizza with all the toppings. Melting into one piece for everyone, making the circle like that basket of fish and bread and those jugs of wine followed by the peace pipe. Rick? Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year to you also. Thank you, and, and I look forward to hearing the uh, the other poem. We just got a, a minute left here, so I'm going to have to close out the show, but uh, that, that was a great... Thanks for uh, reminding us that, about the anniversary of, uh, of John Lennon's uh, uh, passing, and um, and uh, and uh, looking forward to hearing more from you. Dream number nine. Talk to you later. <laughs> Take it easy. That was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, I want to thank everyone for calling in. Um, we had uh, Nicole from Columbus, Ohio, Mark uh, Ladwig from Arroyo Grande, California, Leland Jameson from East Hampton, Connecticut, Cassandra Tribe from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Martin Steele from Delray Beach, Florida. Uh, we just talked to Brandon Sema from uh, Valley Center, California, and, and finally Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, closing off the show for us. Um, really quickly, uh, Leland um, also, he mentioned his book, 21st Century Bread, which I just uh, checked, uh, and it is available on Amazon. So if you want to hear more poetry from Leland, you can go to Amazon and, and do a search for his name. I'm actually posting a link to his book right in the chat room, if you happen to be in the chat room right now. And, um, and there you go. Our next show will be in 2009, and I'll uh, figure out the date and post that shortly on the Poetry Superhighway live site. So... Um, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for, for calling in. It was a great show. No new callers uh, this week, which is neither good nor bad. It's, um, it's, uh, it's always great to hear from new people, but um, how cool that uh, we have a group of regulars who uh, were creating a community amongst the show. Actually, that's not true. Leland uh, Jameson was a new caller. I just He was familiar because we, uh, we uh, emailed uh, recently. So... There you go. Um, another reminder, um, my, my new book, I Am My Own Orange County, is out. Actually, it's my old book, which is re-out, first time available in 10 years. And if you go to my website, Poetry Superhighway, click on I Am My Own Orange County, and it's right there. It's a brand new edition. It's really beautiful. Um, and uh, it has uh, all kinds of new poems in it from that time. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think you'll find it entertaining and enjoying and a lovely holiday gift. So why not check it out? Um, and uh, thanks to everyone who was listening and participating in the chat room as well. This has been Poetry Superhighway Live, and 
Have a lovely rest of your day, everybody.